on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. We have quite a show tonight. We'll just tell you in about five minutes, Jordan Zimmerman's going to join us. Newest Brewers pitcher, minor league contract, invite to spring training. He'll try to uh, make the club, join the rotation. Guy says uh, he has a lot left in the tank, and if he if he looks anything like uh, who he was in Washington, my goodness, that's uh, that is a big addition for the Brewers. He's been battling some injuries the last few years. The numbers have not been as good uh, with the uh, with the Tigers. So uh, we'll talk with him coming up in just a few minutes. Ryan Braun spoke with uh, Adam McAlvey of Brewers.com this past week. Says right now he has no intention of playing, but he is continuing to stay in shape. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'll tell you what I think it means. We'll do that coming up uh, later on the hour. We'll talk about uh, in-game video. It is coming back in a way. If you remember, if you have followed along through everything that's happened, uh, and this uh, in this world we live in, sometimes two areas kind of collide and. With the in-game video in Major League Baseball, it was a case of COVID protocols and the reaction to the Astros cheating scandal colliding when they closed down all the video rooms. Because you already had the the scandal and, and T- Major League Baseball was trying to make sure that there was no funny business going on with the video. And then you don't want people congregating in these video rooms together when you got COVID going strong. So last year there was no in-game video. When hitters got done with at-bats, there was no way for them to go look at the video. And you might not think it's a big deal, and kind of on the surface level, I understand why people don't think it's a big deal. Let me tell you, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. A lot of hitters in Major League Baseball heavily rely on the in-game video. And it was not coming to them during uh, during the season this past year, and Often, I, I'll, I've said this statistic 9 million times since the season ended. The Brewers just had their worst season hitting ever. Worst season ever. Worst team batting average ever. And they were second in the National League Central in hitting. It is, it is one of the most astounding statistics that I've ever seen in my years of being around baseball. And there are a lot of reasons that that's true. But one of those reasons absolutely was the uh, not having video anymore. In-game video going to be back in a way, although video rooms will not be back. I'll explain that coming up later on in the hour as well. If you want to join us, you can always do so, 855-616-1620. It's 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers pitcher Jordan Zimmerman, he joins us next. It's Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Kristen Yelich is 0 for 3 today. And a ball driven to left center. Sousa. He's got it! He's got it! It's a no-hitter for Jordan Zimmerman! That was September 28th of 2014. Jordan Zimmerman throwing the first ever no-hitter in Washington Nationals history. I believe that was Bob Carpenter on the call right there. Interestingly enough that it was Christian Yelich who, uh, who, who flew out. Jordan Zimmerman joins us right now. Jordan, appreciate you taking the time. I know some guys... Like, they get asked the same questions by people like me all the time, and they don't really want to talk about it. Are, are you that way with talking about that no-hitter? Do you, do you get sick of the questions, or do you enjoy going back and reliving that day? 
No, we can talk about it. What? Uh, how much like listening to that clip coming back? Do you uh, do, do, do you get a smile on your face when you hear that? Honestly, I, I did start smiling here. I was waiting for you guys to come back from break, and I, I heard that in the background, and and I heard Yelich was over three, and I knew exactly what what was coming. So, um, yeah, it, it brought a smile to my face for sure. So you're you're coming to the Brewers. You have a minor league contract, invite to Major League Spring Training. You'll look to make the team in, in spring training. You're a Wisconsin native. What does it mean for you here at this stage of your career to be able to join your home state team? Yeah, I mean it means a lot. Um, obviously, I, I you know I didn't have many offers this this off season, and it's pretty slow by the sounds of it for everybody. Um, you know, and and I'd say a week ago the Brewers called and and kind of checked in and we got the ball rolling a little bit and was able to you know we were able to work a deal out and um you know i'm excited to you know get down to arizona in a couple days here and get out of this cold weather and and uh you know start start throwing the baseball outside with with the sunshine is it tough to stay positive is it tough not to be frustrated when it's such a slow off season and maybe you're not hearing from the teams like you'd like to hear from them yeah, I mean, I knew it would be pretty slow for me. I mean, there had to be a lot of people that come off the board before, you know, my name would be called and teams would come come calling. But, um, you know, I, I was I was working out, I was throwing, I was staying ready, and you know, I was playing catch with another Wisconsin Wisconsin guy that plays for Arizona, Dalton Varsho. Um, you know, we play catch three four times a week, and. Um, you know, I was just staying ready and staying positive, and I knew there'd be a phone call coming sooner or later. So, where do you work? You're in Wisconsin, right? Do you you live in Wisconsin in the off season? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm up by Stevens Point. Okay, so in terms of what you try to do during this time of the year when it's so cold, is there a facility you go to to throw? What's that look like? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was playing catch with with Dalton um, at a high school in in Marshfield, and then. He actually left about a week ago to head down to Arizona, and so I've been going to, um, you know, the college I went to, University of Wisconsin Stevens Point, and been playing catch down there with some of the some of the college kids and throwing bullpens and getting ready for these ready for the season. When you're around those college kids, are they? Do they ask you a lot of questions? Is it, it's it's a great opportunity for them just to be around you. Do you feel like they take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really go to the practices all that much. So I, it's almost one on one with me and a couple of the catchers. Um, so yeah, when when we're done with the, you know, the the bullpen or whatever, you know, we we talk a little bit and they pick my brain a little bit and I, you know, I I ask them how you know how school's going, how how practice is going. You know, we got a, a new head coach this year, Nat Richter. So um, it's pretty cool to. You know, interact with these with these young kids, and um, you know, I played I played ball with Nat um, at point. So, you know, I talked to him and I asked him how you know how practice is going and stuff like that. So it's it's cool to head down there and and you know throw with you know throw these college kids, and I'm sure they they enjoy catching me as well. So it's it's a cool opportunity for everybody. New Brewers pitcher Jordan Zimmerman is uh, continuing to continuing to join us. When you left the Nationals, you were one of the top pitchers in baseball. You got a big deal with Detroit. Uh, you got there. You've dealt with some injuries, some things like that over the years. 
where where do you feel like you're at right now in, in your career? I know I've read some things, I've I've heard some other interviews that you've done where you've talked about being healthy, but just where are you at now as you uh, as you get ready to join the Brewers? You know, I'm obviously 34 years old, going to be 35 in May, and um, a lot of innings under my belt. But you know, I feel like I can still contribute. You know, um, when the season was over last year, I, I had a you know flexor strain mid-season and or early in the year and lost missed 50 55 games or so but i was able to come back and finish the year and, and pitch a few innings and um you know if you asked me mid-season last year would i pitch this year i'd probably say no but i you know i came back and i finished strong and was able to get over the hump and get past that injury and i you know the couple innings that i did throw at the end of the year i was like you know wow i it feels good. The ball's coming out good. Everything feels pretty good. So I went in the off season, you know, thinking I'm going to work out. I'm going to play catch. I'm going to stay ready. And if someone does call, I'm going to be ready to go. And, you know, I'm very thankful the Brewers did call. And, um, you know, everything feels feels good right now. And it's just more maintaining and keeping the, you know, forearm and everything strong. And, um, you know, hopefully I can stay healthy for for the whole season. What do the Brewers tell you in terms of the opportunity of coming in and competing for a roster spot and competing for a job? You know, as far as I know, I'm I, I, like I told them, I said, you know, I'm ready to start if you want me to start. I can certainly go to the bullpen. I've never, you know, I've only done it a few times in, you know, my 10, 11 your career, but um, I feel like I can go to the bullpen too if you need help out there or a swing man or whatever. Um, any role, any role you need me as, I can I can do. So I'm coming in as a starter. That's kind of what I want to do and what I've done my whole career. So that's kind of the plan for for what I want to do. And if you know if I get there and they say, look, we want you to do this or be this, and I'm ready to make any change that's that's needed. Going from the 60-game season to the 162-game season, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys who are asked to throw a lot more innings last year than this year, and maybe there's going to be some guys who are given some rest during the year. Do you, do you think in a year like this, having even more pitching depth in terms of guys who can start is something that teams might need even a little bit more of? 100%. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, this off season. And I told them, like, look, I'm you know, I'm not getting any calls. Nobody's calling. They said, look, just stay ready because you can't go from 60 innings and starters throwing 60 in, or, or 60 games and starters throwing 60 innings to, you know, 160 games and asking the starters to throw 200 innings. It's just not going to work. Like, you can't go from 60 to 200 without having injuries of some sort along the way. So, um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see you know how many how many pitchers get injured and and stuff like that. Um, it's difficult, you know, even coming back from Tommy John when I when I had it in um, two thousand nine. Um, you know, they they try to build you up so you go from thirty to ninety to one fifty to finally get to two hundred. Well. Every, all the starters last year pitched 60, 70 innings. Now you're asking to go from 60 to 200. Just doesn't add up for me. So 
it'll be interesting to see what what really happens this year. You know, if if we're going to get a full season in. A couple more questions for uh, Jordan Zimmerman. You said if you get a full season in, do you have a sense on that? Uh, if the full one sixty two will be played. I mean, I was anticipating playing a full season last year when we were in spring, and we only got sixty games in. So, um, I'm I'm anticipating a full season. And I hope we can get a full season in, but I mean, with this COVID stuff, you just never know. I saw a graph. I think it was at uh, MLB.com of uh, the pitches that you threw and the percentage that you threw them. And when you go back to 2009 to 2014, you were throwing your four-seam fastball uh, close to 70% of the time. That was your peak at 2014. That number has dropped significantly. Is that just the case of as pitchers get older, they kind of evolve and they come become different guys? Is, is that what you attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, I was probably more of a power pitcher back then. Um, hitters had different approaches back then. Now they've turned into this you know, launch angle, whatever. Um, and, you know, my, my obviously over the years, under a lot of innings, my, my fastball velocity has went down a little bit, so I can't get away. You know, I used to, like you said, throw 70% fastballs, and i throw them up in the zone, belt high, and guys just, you know, couldn't get, get to it. And now, you know, with the launch angle stuff and my decrease in velocity, I can't live at the belt anymore, so I have to obviously evolve a little bit and you know throw different pitches. So I'm I incorporated a sinker, you know, a year ago. I last spring, spring and two springs ago, I started throwing this sinker. I didn't really throw it too much two years ago, but last year I used it a lot more, and I've been you know throwing it this off season too. So I I added a sinker and. I still have the slider, I have the curveball and change up, and I can still throw the four seam fastball up, but I've added another pitch to, you know, get get hit get hitters off other other stuff. So, you know, as you get older and your stuff isn't as sharp and you know fastballs ain't as hard as they used to be, you have to change a little bit along the way. The Brewers have the big pitching lab down in Arizona, and they kind of keep it secret what, what all goes on inside of there. We just know that it exists, and that's kind of the people like me. That's the extent of the information uh, that we get. But Corbin Burns' revival last year was largely con- uh, attributed to some of the things that were going on there. The Brewers are very good with, with data and things like that. Are you so- excited to get into the organization, get into that pitching lab, and seeing you know what maybe some a new set of eyes have to say about what you what you're doing and what you can do, if that makes sense? Yeah, I'm excited to see what they have to say. Um, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't have called me to, you know, have have me possibly sign with them sign with them if they didn't see something that they like. So I'm excited to get down there, um, see what they have to say. You know, obviously there's probably a lot of numbers involved and stuff that I is probably over my head. So that they have the guys there to you know simplify it for me and tell me you know what they see and. I'm I'm excited to get down there and see what they say, and um, hopefully they say stuff that's pretty easy for me to pick up, and we can keep moving forward. When do you get to Arizona? I'm going to leave Sunday morning. Um, COVID restrictions, they don't allow me to get down there too soon. So um, usually, I've, usually I've been there for a few weeks already, so um, I'm I'm itching to get down there. 
Well, Jordan, we really appreciate you taking this time with us. We're, uh, we're real excited for you to be with the Brewers and certainly rooting for you uh, in spring training. I hope to see you uh, here in Milwaukee in just uh, a couple months. Thank you so much for taking the time, and hopefully we can talk to you again in the future. Sounds good. Anytime, guys. Awesome. Very good. There's Jordan Zimmerman, new Brewers pitcher, joining us here on Brewers Weekly, and we certainly appreciate him taking uh, some time with us. It's um, Yeah, it's... Look, you look at somebody like him who it wasn't that long ago. It was not that long ago that he was one of the top pitchers in baseball. And he's had some injury issues. If he's healthy, how much of that does he regain? And then one step further, mentioned the pitching lab and everything the Brewers have, when the Brewers get the, these eyes on him that maybe have not been on him. And, I, and I, I trust the organization in terms of really helping pitchers become their best self using uh, all the data that they could use. What does that turn into for Jordan Zimmerman? And it's going to be a really interesting narrative once spring training gets underway. If you want to join us, you can do so. Want to talk some Brewers? 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Appreciate the time that Jordan Zimmerman took with us. You look at the the Brewers' starting rotation, and I still think they're going to sign another veteran starter. But I could be wrong, um, and and maybe that's the maybe that's the move they make. But um, there's some question mark. At the, there's not the question marks at the top. But there are the question marks at the bottom of the rotation, and you can say that about a lot of rotations in Major League Baseball. You know what you have at the top with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. Um, you then have Adrian Hauser, who he's got to have that breakthrough year. This, I think the organization, I'm not trying to speak for the organization here, but sometimes you just kind of read between the lines on things. Um, I, I, think, I think last year was the year that they were really hoping that maybe that breakthrough would come. When he's at his best, he is really, really good. Uh, but he is, is he that guy yet that you want to hand the ball in a must-win game, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he quite has that yet. Obviously, Woodruff and Burns you're very comfortable with. You have Josh Lindblom and Eric Lauer. Uh, both of those guys were, were fairly inconsistent last year. I think the Brewers think pretty highly of both those individuals. Uh, and then you've got other people who are going to be competing. you got Freddie Peralta in there. you got uh, Jordan Zimmerman being uh, brought in there as well. So, I mean, there's a... There's a group of players who are going to be contending for a spot in the starting rotation. I do think, and I mentioned this with him, and I loved his answer. I loved his answer when I asked him about, do teams need more starting pitching depth this upcoming season, going from 60 games to going to 162 games? And he gave a fantastic answer. So there is a line that you can cross when you are a pitcher where – if you increase your your innings load, your pitch count, by a certain percentage, when you go past a certain line, you are drastically increasing your chance of injury, major injury. And that's going to be something that not just the Brewers, but that every team in Major League Baseball is going to be dealing with this year. Going from 60 to 162, trying to get your best pitchers pitching as often as possible, but not having them pitch to a point where they are 
going so many more innings than last year that they're putting themselves at risk of injury. I know there's going to be times this year. I can I can predict it right now. There's going to be times where Brandon Woodruff, maybe maybe around the All-Star break, maybe they he makes his final start a week before the All-Star break, and he doesn't make his next start after that three or four days after the All-Star break to give him like eight or nine days off or something like that. Like that type of situation. Or... A, a guy just being skipped through the rotation one time. You've got an off day in there, so you're going to skip a guy in the rotation and just give him eight days uh, before his, his next start. That's going to happen this year. It's going to have to happen this year for the health and safety of these pitchers. And I know, I just know it, there's going to be people who are complaining about it. There's going to be people who don't understand it. The Brewers are going to lose a game that Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns would have been pitching had they not been skipped in the rotation or something. And people are going to be calling up trying to say that this guy deserves to lose his job and this guy deserves to lose his job and they're not trying to win and how dare. That's going to happen this year. And it's not just going to happen in Milwaukee. It's going to happen in every major league city in the United States. And that's that's part of the storyline of this year, of the post-COVID year, where you've got to navigate as a major league organization how to just allocate the different innings. Um, and, look, the Brewers are already pretty darn good at not having starting pitchers go deep into games. This might be a year where they take that to another level. Or this might be a year where you have a few more bullpen games. But even that, that's dicey because same thing with the bullpen arms. They're going to have the taxi squad. You're going to be able to move guys up and down, all that. So, uh, But that's something that if I was if I was running a major league team, if I was a major league general manager, if I was a major league manager, and clearly I'm not and I'm not qualified to do any of those things. But if I was, that would be front of mind for me. How do I go about handling this situation this year so i thought that was uh that was interesting that jordan zimmerman kind of acknowledged that yeah that's a that's a thing going from playing 60 games to playing 162 games could have an impact on on arms and we'll see how that goes ryan braun spoke with adam McCalvey this week is he going to play this year according to him right now he has no intention of playing but could that change we'll discuss it next it's brewers weekly More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. 855-616-1620. It's the Ankenet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's go to the phones. Doug in Baraboo has called us. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Matt. You know, I I would think uh, Jordan Zimmer would be an excellent addition uh, to the team if he if he makes the team and if he's healthy because, you know, two, three years ago, I mean, he was talking about tonight being, uh, you know, he'd like to be a starter, which I'm sure he would be uh, or would like to be. But, uh, you know, the way Council runs the team now, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, as you know, go, you know, like five innings and then we got the uh, uh, long relief, we got the middleman, we got the setup guy, and we got the closer. I'm sure Zimmerman wouldn't fit in, into the closer. But, and as he said, you know, 162 games, uh, and again, if he's healthy, he, I think he'd be uh, an excellent uh, addition uh, to the team. And my other question was, or, you know, why do you think baseball is trying to uh, deaden the ball this year? I mean, the people, I don't think that's a good PR move to uh, have the home run 
you know, go make it harder one or two feet to go farther after 375 feet. Um, I, I don't know why they would even want to consider that. And, and then if you're at the, you know, and it's going to be harder to give away the Toyota. <laughs> that is true. Appreciate the phone call, Doug. I think they're just trying to regress back to where they were. The, they they changed the baseball. Whether they did it intentionally or not, they changed the baseball. The baseball manufacturing process changed a bit, and people with baseball will tell you that it changed a little bit when the manufacturing process. There's a whole conspiracy theory there because they were telling you over and over and over, baseball's not juiced, baseball's not juiced, baseball's not juiced. And then super smart people, scientists, they were able to get one of the old baseballs and they got one of the new baseballs and they cut it open and they did all their scientific analysis on it. And, yeah, the baseball was juiced. And now they're saying that they're going to deaden the baseball a little bit this year. I think more than anything else, it's going to um, it's it's going to bring it back to what it was two, three years ago. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact, except maybe there's going to be some less craziness. The ball was really flying. I also think that this is maybe one step towards trying to get more action in the game. And I know it seems counterintuitive when you think about home runs. Like That's that's action. That's exciting. Like What's, what's more exciting than a home run? Uh, and, I, and I get that. But if the ball is not flying as much, do you get more ground balls? Do you get more amazing plays being made in the outfield? Like, is there more action overall with less home runs? So I understand where you say, why are they trying to deaden the baseball a little bit? Home runs are the best things in the game. It's the thing that everybody wants to see. It's the most exciting thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. What's, what's more exciting for a Brewers fan, watching a home run hit by Christian Yelich or watching Lorenzo Cain go to the wall and rip a home run away. Like, which which one of those things would you rather see? I don't know. It, they're, they're both really exciting. It's not like you have to choose one or the other. But I think you can actually, if you're taking the path that I'm taking, deadening the baseball might actually result in more action. Now, it alone won't, but that's what that's what's on baseball's plate right now, to create more action in the game. And I have to think there's going to be more steps that are being taken uh, moving forward. we just got to wait and see what those next steps are. Deadening the baseball alone is certainly not going to do a whole lot in terms of uh, creating extraction. All right, we will talk Ryan Braun. I promise you we'll get to it next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley coming up on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Ryan Braun spoke with uh, Adam McAlvey and MLB.com, Brewers.com this past week. Actually sent him a text message, but that that counts as speaking with, right? In today's, uh, Greg, uh, is that speaking with? If I text you and then I say, hey, I was talking with Greg earlier, he said, is that uh, is that fair? Does yes, because you can interchange speaking with with communicating with, and I figure okay. that means the same thing. All right, cool. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. So Ryan Braun, in a text message to MLB.com, said, quote, I'm continuing to work out and stay in shape, but I'm not currently interested in playing. I am enjoying my family and focused on other business interests for now, but appreciate the interest I received and will continue to regularly stay in touch with the Brewers. So what does that mean? What does that really mean? I think it means he's not going to be at spring training when spring training gets started. 
I think in all likelihood it means he's not going to be a brewer on opening day. But what does that mean as the season goes along? I don't I'm still 50-50. Like this does all this really does for me is it gives me the sense that he's not going to sign uh before the season gets started. And maybe I'm a little bit moved because a, a week ago I would have told you he's not going to st- sign before spring training. I still think there's a pretty good chance that he ends up playing with the Brewers at some point this year. I don't think he wants to deal with the COVID stuff. And when I say the COVID stuff, I should probably be more specific. I don't think he wants to deal with the protocols that existed last year where there's no fans, where when you're on the road, you're stuck in a hotel room except to get on the bus and go to the game and get back on the bus and go back to the hotel. Like just going through all of that, where he's at in his career, I don't get the sense that he probably wants to be part of that. That's just based off his comments from last year. That's not based off anything that he said this year. There's going. He's he's working out. He's staying in shape. If he's healthy, now look. If he's not healthy, if he's still hurting, then he's done. Uh, and and he was banged up last year. I I'd love to be able to hop in the DeLorean and redo last year with no COVID for lots of reasons, right? Yeah, for lots of reasons. But from a baseball standpoint, I'd be very interested to see what his season would have looked like last year without the start-stop nature of spring training, summer camp, the long break in between. His body is something that has to be managed proactively, and there is a, a schedule to the season and not being able to, to ramp up, ramp down, ramp up again, I think was really bad for his body. And it just never totally recovered. There was like a like a week and a half, two-week period there where it felt like he was kind of rolling. And then uh, he was dealing with injuries again down the, down the stretch of the year. So if there's an opportunity for him to come back to the Brewers, if we get to a point where we're mostly vaccinated. The COVID numbers are dropping. Fans are in the stands. There's some freedom on the road. Whatever's going on with the team from a roster standpoint, uh, it would be nice to have them on the team, bring them in for uh, the, the final two, three months of the year, whatever it might be. If, if, that, if that opportunity arises, it would not shock me. In fact, I would almost expect it. Um, I, I'm, I'm 50-50 on if he's going to play again and you know the proverbial gun to the head yes or no i i kind of feel yes but that's that's not a strong yes by any stretch of the mind i just i think my main point here because people were for the the like the spotlight um the spotlight sentence in in that quote is i'm not currently interested in playing and if you just take that, that's what got people kind of going, oh, maybe he is really done. I think when you do take that half step back and you see that before he said that, he said, I'm continuing to work out and stay in shape. Um, at the end of it, he says he's going to regularly stay in touch with the Brewers. There's indications that if a if a position presented itself where it would make sense for each side for him to continue his career, it could happen. And... Baseball is a funny game, and I just I feel like it could happen. And from a uh, from an emotional standpoint, for a guy who has done everything that he has done for the team, I'm hopeful that his final at bat with the team is not in an empty stadium. I think that's a fair thing. So if he can 
if he can come back for even a couple months at the end of the year and at least have a proper send-off, I think that is something worth exploring just for from from the standpoint of the appropriate and the correct way to uh, to end his career. Talked a little bit about with it with uh, let's try that again. I, I, I can talk. Talked a little bit about it with Scott Warris before we started the show. The uh, the projections having the Brewers as division champions. Picota coming out the uh, the baseball prospectus uh, projections. They say the Brewers are the best team in the NL Central. How much stock should we put in that? We'll discuss that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley coming up on WTMJ. W277-CV and WTMJ Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. For the baseball community... It's always a big day when baseball prospectus releases there. I always say Picota, and then I, I'm now very sensitive about it because Scott earlier called me out on it and said it's Picota. I don't know what it is. is it Greg, what is it? Picota or Picota? I always I I when I would read it, I read it as Picota. Okay, could be I mean, the, something with the vowels. I don't know. Yeah. I, I shorten them up a little bit. I mean, I'm uh, it's Pewaukee, right? Yeah, there. we're trying to that, think of like I, another so, <laughs> short. E. So I just, I just Wisconsin the uh, the oh. Dakota. All right, the there you go. There, there it is. Um, no, I'm just, I just, I guess I don't hear it said out loud very often. I just read it a lot, and I've always read it in my mind, Picota. Uh Whatever it is, that really doesn't matter. It's the uh, projections from Baseball Prospectus, and they're pretty good. Uh, they're not perfect. They're but. When it comes to projections, they've got as good of a track record as any uh, projection model out there. And their projected record for the Brewers this year, based off the roster as it sits right now, 89-73. and 73, And that is good for a first-place finish. In, and this is even more interesting is who they've got in second place. Because you ask me right now, I say the two best teams in the National League Central are the Cardinals and the Brewers. And like they're the only teams in the division that have done anything to make their team better this offseason. The other three teams in the division have actively gotten worse in the Cubs and the Reds and the Pirates. But Baseball Prospectus has the Cubs as the second-place team at 85-77. and 77. So they have the Brewers at 89-73. and 73. They have the Cubs at 85-77. and 77. They have the Cardinals at an even 500, 81-81. Then the Reds at 79 and 83. The Reds are not going to win 79 games. And the Pirates at 61 and 101. They got that one right. Although uh, it's it's hard to not win at least 60. The Pirates may do that this year. They could be a 58-59 win team. Could they go 57? I mean, the Pirates are going to be bad. Really, really bad. What does this mean? It, it means that we get to talk about it for a couple minutes on the radio. Like Things change. Yeah, if all of a sudden the Brewers sign a third baseman or something, it it can change. But it's fun. It and if it, if nothing else, for all the negative people out there that don't think the Brewers are very good and they haven't done anything, and you know who who cares about Colton Wong because now you got Keston here at first and you don't think here is going to do a good job of it. Like all the people who have those kind of attitudes, maybe this just says that maybe the Brewers know what they're doing, and uh, it, but again, it's fun to talk about. In fact, Mike in Colorado texting in. 
Matt, what do you think about the Brewers' chances to win the division based off the analytics that came out? Certainly sounds exciting, but did the Brewers get that much better, or did their competitors get that much worse? Uh, it's a con- the competitors, I think. But again, they've got the Cardinals as the third-place place team. And to me, I'm an amateur at this, but to me, I feel like, Cardinals, Brewers are the top two teams in the division, and then you can uh, you can slot in the Cubs, and then the Reds, and then the Pirates after that. 